0: Join Aaron now as he reveals the reality foreshadowed and the new life we can now experience because of what the Lord Jesus accomplished for us. In the previous
1: program, I was talking about having a relationship with God, and I spent a lot of time talking about God as a person, emphasizing the point that he is a genuine person. The main reason why I spent so much time talking about that is because I have found that, for the most part, it's unusual to find someone who recognizes God as a person, either a believer or an unbeliever. Either way, people have a hard time seeing God as a person. And so when it comes to describing a relationship with him If a person wants to either have a relationship with him or they want to say that they do have a relationship with him, unfortunately, in most cases, what is left out in these conversations or in these beliefs or these desires that people have, what is left out is the idea that God is a person himself, that he also is a person and that we need to hold him in high regard when it comes to his personhood. All right, now when it comes to having a relationship with somebody else, there are many ways to describe it. In this program, I'm going to start by talking about four different qualities that I believe are important when it comes to having a relationship with anyone. And then, of course, we need to emphasize these Unique qualities when it comes to having a relationship with God. The first thing that I think we should pay attention to is that a relationship does require a degree of communication. Communication is very important. I do not believe that God has a communication problem. I've encountered a lot of Christians who have been uncertain about what God is saying to them or what He might say to them or what he wants to say to them. They're, they're quite uncertain about this. And my answer is always the same. And that is that our God does not have a communication problem. If you have any sense of uncertainty about something that he may have related to you, chances are he did not relate that to you. I really do believe that. From my experience of decades of having a relationship with my God, there have been times when I was unsure about what he might have to say or share with me. But whenever that has been the case, I've always taken the position that until he makes it clear, until I am certain about what he has revealed to me, I'm going to assume that he hasn't. He has not yet expressed himself to me. And so communication is very important. And I do believe that our God will make his communication clear to you. He will make it clear either in the core of your spirit, in your being, and you will simply know that it is something that he has shared with you, or he will find some other way in order to make that clear, but that you won't have any uncertainty about it whatsoever. Another quality that I think is important when it comes to relationships is participation. Participation in the life of another person. And I do believe that we have a God who wants to be a participant in your life, in my life. He wants to participate in our lives. And that means that there are things that we decide that we are going to do. And he is a person who may very well decide that he wants to be a part of that also. He might reveal that to you and show you that he is participating. He might not. Again, I take the position that if it is not obvious, chances are he has decided either not to reveal to you his participation or he is not participating at all. He may just simply be observing it or not observing it. He might be interested in giving you some privacy for some things that you are doing and he may want to have a conversation with you about those things later or maybe he won't but he is a person with his own will and he gets to decide what he's going to participate in or not participate in. He also wants us to participate in the things that he is doing. The most common verse that describes this is that he prepares works for us to walk in, for us to be a part of. And he invites us, he desires us, he wants us to be a part of the work that he is doing. That does not mean that there is always going to be something for us to be involved in. It doesn't mean that at all. Not even close. But I do believe that this is a part of having a relationship with another person. And if he only has one thing, one thing in your entire life that he wants you to participate in with the work that he is doing, with the things that he is involved in, If it's just one thing, then be grateful, rejoice and be thankful for what that may be. And if it is in the middle of your life, then you have half your life to prepare for it and half your life to remember it. But either way, there will likely be opportunities for participation that he will give you. And I do believe, I genuinely believe that there are times when he will reveal to you that this is the case. And there are times when he may not reveal to you that this is the case. But either way, it is something for us to look forward to. And when it is clear to us that this is something that we are doing with our God, we can be thankful and we can enjoy that in a special way. Presence is another quality, a very important quality when it comes to having a relationship with another person. There must be presence. You must be present with them. They must be present with you. It does not mean that you are always present with one another, but that this is an aspect, this is an important quality of a relationship and a way of understanding it. Now, through the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit, in that way, I think we can acknowledge that our God is present with us always, and we are present with him always, because of the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit. But that doesn't necessarily mean that we are always attentive to His presence, and it doesn't always mean that He's going to be attentive to us being in His presence. It is a way to understand presence, and it is a way to appreciate it. However, I do believe that through our lives and through our relationship with our God, there will be unique occasions when he will help us to understand and know with confidence that we are present with one another. And those are moments that I think we should look forward to and enjoy. Another aspect of equality relationship has to do with intimacy. Intimacy in the sense that there is a closeness, there is a sense of exclusivity, closeness and exclusivity in the sense that there are things between you and your God that are only between you and your God. If he gives you something to do on his behalf or with him, that's between you and him. That's a way of understanding exclusiveness and intimacy and closeness. If he reveals something to you, for example, if you're reading through the scriptures and he illuminates something to you and you just know that it was him who spoke to you, you just know it because you just know you never would have thought of it yourself. It must have been a divine revelation, just as an example. Then there is an opportunity for you to see closeness, intimacy, exclusivity. It's a way of understanding that because it is something that he has shared with you personally something that the two of you can experience enjoy and appreciate at that moment this is a way of understanding relationship all right now just because you may have a desire for all of these things doesn't mean you're going to get all of these things as often as you would like and just because he would have a desire for these things with you doesn't mean that he's going to get all these things with you whenever he wants as well, because we are individual persons. And that is what makes the relationship between us and our God unique and special. And we need to understand this and appreciate this. And if we can, I do believe that great things can be experienced in our life as we have moments and opportunities to have encounters with our God, and as he has encounters with us. All right, now, let me take a moment to describe this from a different perspective. Let's consider a situation where somebody would come to you and they would inform you that they want to have a relationship with you. How would you respond to that? If I was to approach you and say, listen, you know, I've really been thinking about this a lot and I want you to know that I want to have a relationship with you. Or you may come to me and you may say that to me. You may say, well, listen, Aaron, you know, I've been thinking about this a lot and I would really like to have a relationship with you. My response, and I would hope your response would be similar, my response would be, well, Why don't you give me a little bit more to go on when it comes to that? What are you really thinking? What kind of a relationship are you thinking about? What kind of a relationship are you interested in? Are you saying that you just want to uh, have a conversation with me for a few minutes once a month or once every six months? Does this mean that there is a project that you would like to do with me together? Doesn't matter what it is. Something that we would both enjoy doing. Does it mean that you want to take some time out of your life and you want me to take some time out of my life for us to build something together, create something together, do something together? Just what does that really mean when you say you want to have a relationship with someone else? This is something that would need to be discussed or understood when it comes to our relationship with God. I do believe that he has A lot of influence when it comes to how this is going to look. And so I personally like to encourage people to just be patient and let him decide how this is going to look as it grows and as it evolves. And just simply pursue a knowledge of him and an understanding of him until things like that become more clear. But what we have with our God at this present time in history is something that's kind of unique. Let me describe it from my own personal perspective. If someone was to ask if they could have a relationship with me, let's assume that I have written an autobiography. I've written a book about myself. I've written a book about many of the things that I have done in the past, many of the things that I have said in the past and included within this book is a description of some of the relationships that I've had with other people. Let's assume that I have written this autobiography. And so when somebody comes to me and they say, Aaron, I want to have a relationship with you. I can take this autobiography and I can say, all right, I understand. And I appreciate that. I'll tell you what, here's a book. Here's a book about me. Why don't you take this book and go read it? Go read this book. Every once in a while, if you have questions or you have thoughts or you're curious about something that you read about in this book, you can go ahead and send me a letter, write me a letter and mail it to me or maybe send me an email uh, or if you'd like, you can call me on the phone and leave a message, leave a voicemail message. You can do that. And I might respond to your letter, email or voicemail. I might I might return your call, I might not. But uh but here you go. You want to have a relationship with me? Why don't you just start with this? Go read this book. That is a way of understanding the Bible. I know it might seem a little awkward, folks, but that is a way of understanding the Bible, and it's also a way of understanding a lot about our God. Because that's what we have. We have the Bible. We have that. And when people want to know their God, when they want to have a relationship with him, that's usually what they get. They get a Bible. It's a way of God saying, well, let's let's see just how interested you really are. It's a way of him expressing, well, you might, you might really want to have a relationship with me. I I can appreciate that. Maybe that's the case. But why don't you go read this book and get back with me? That's one way of understanding the Bible. It's also a way of understanding our God. I'll come back to that in just a moment. We do have a Bible. Let me speak about that first. And in the Bible, we have a lot. We have a lot that we can read, that we can study, that we can examine. We can learn a lot about our God as a person. When it says all over the place, And God said, you know, when God said something, that reflects a lot about what he's thinking. That reflects a lot about what's on his mind. You can learn a lot about his opinions on various issues. There is a lot that you can know about him. And this is a way of understanding him as a person, what he thinks, what's on his mind. You can read a lot about his emotions. You can see how he felt about many circumstances that he was a part of. This is important. And you can see the kinds of decisions that he has made in the past. Through spending time in the Bible, you can learn a lot about the person of your God. And as you have an interest in him, As you pursue a knowledge and understanding of him, I do believe that there will be opportunities for him to share things about himself, to open up things about himself that he will share uniquely with you. As you're reading through things, he may just simply speak to your heart and say, you know, when this was going on, this is what I was thinking, this is how I was feeling, and Let me tell you a little bit more about the decisions that I was making. These are opportunities for him to share things with you. If you don't study these things, if you don't know about these things, then he won't be able to speak with you about these things. He's not going to be able to do it unless he decides to simply have a conversation with you or give you a lecture and tell you about these things. But chances are he probably won't do that because you already have access to the Bible. You already have access to the book and the scriptures, and you can read about these things for yourself. It does say a lot about him as a person when we have this kind of situation. It does say a lot about him in the sense that he is a very sensitive person. And you probably have noticed that the overwhelming majority of the people in the world don't really have any interest in him as a person at all. They just don't. And so for him to say something to the effect of, here's a book, go read it and get back with me, can tell you that he as a person does not have a lot of confidence in other people wanting to have a genuine relationship with him. Now, this does not mean that he won't open himself up to people. It doesn't mean that he won't make himself available to people. It doesn't mean that he won't have a relationship with them to the extent that he is able because of them or because of himself. It doesn't mean that. I have found that certainly he makes the best of whatever he's got. Absolutely. But I'm saying these things in order to give you something to think about. I really think that you should spend some time thinking about that, thinking about what that would tell you about the scriptures, about the Bible, and what that would tell you about the God who is spoken of in the Bible when the thought is conveyed, I'll tell you what, here's a book, why don't you get started with this, and let's see how you do. Let's see how far you go. Let's see really how interested you are in what I have to say. Are you really interested in what God has to say? Do you really want to have communication with him? Why don't you give him some indication that you really do have an interest in what he has to say, that you really want him to speak to you, if you will spend some time looking at those things that he has already had to say. I really do believe that this is an important thing for a person to do. Spend some time looking into what he has already had to say, what he has already done, how he has already expressed himself. Do that, And I genuinely believe that he will take notice of this, and he will quite likely respond to a person more who has this kind of an interest and attitude than those who do not. At the very least, there is more opportunity for communication, because in many cases, the kinds of things that God would share with us, that, that he would be willing to share with you, in most cases... These are things that may require you to understand other things before he can share more involved things with you. For example, if you really want to understand his love for you, it would really make a big difference if you understood his forgiveness for you. If you understood how he forgave your sins, how he is made you spiritually alive, how he has set you free from the law, things like that. Those are things that have been clearly described in the scriptures. You don't need the divine revelation of God in the way that I am describing in terms of having a relationship with him. You don't really need that much of a relationship with him. You don't need that much divine revelation for you to understand these things. But these things are necessary in order for you to really appreciate and understand the love that he has for you, the acceptance that he has for you. And so for him to share things with you, to communicate with you, for you to enjoy and appreciate his presence with you, for you to be a participant in the things that he is doing, It really would make a difference if you would know and understand those things that he has already revealed clearly in the scriptures so that he can build on top of those things with you or enforce or reinforce those truths and those realities with additional personal revelations that he can have with you. But you need to know the fundamentals of the gospel. You need to know what it means to be alive in Christ. You need to know the inheritance that you have in Christ. You need to live with these things, incorporate these realities into your life and into your decisions as you make your daily decisions. Gradually, a little bit at a time, a person starts out as a baby in Christ and they grow and mature over time. Some people will grow faster than others. It doesn't really matter, just as long as a relationship grows and increases between a person and their God. Now, I've spent a lot of time in this program talking about how God will limit himself. He will restrict himself. He will restrain himself. He keeps himself kind of at a distance, in a way, from us. It should be quite obvious, I would think. You probably would have noticed that he doesn't talk to a lot of people. He doesn't relate to a lot of people. He's not involved in a lot of people's lives in a way that they will see without, without question that there is definite divine participation. You probably have noticed that. That does say a lot about our God, and it does say a lot about the way that he interacts with us. It does say a lot about us as well. Because we, as people, we have our own ideas about the kind of relationship that we would like to have with him. And this relationship that a lot of people want to have with him may not necessarily be the kind of relationship that he wants to have with them. It just may very well be the case that people have ideas, they have beliefs about the kind of what it means to have a relationship with God. And it just isn't what he thinks. It just isn't what he agrees with. This is something that can become an obstacle. And this is something as an obstacle, it really does need to be removed. And so in the next program, I'm going to spend some time talking about the attitudes that a lot of people have towards God that I believe are poor attitudes there are people who have a desire to have a relationship with their God, but the kind of relationship that they want simply is not compatible with the kind of God that we have or the kind of relationship that he is willing to have with people. I'm going to spend some time talking about that in the next program to help you understand that these things can become obstacles and to try to help you take these obstacles away either from yourself or to help other people understand that these are obstacles and that these can definitely get in the way of you having a genuine and real relationship with your God. I will talk about some of these attitudes that people have, some of the kinds of relationships that people want to have with God. It's similar to the kind of relationships that people want to have with each other, in many respects. And so I will spend some time with that in the next program. Thank you for listening. This program is the second program in the series that I've produced on having a relationship with God. And in this program, I spent some time with definitions to talk about different definitions that could help us define what a relationship with another person could look like. And I also explained that even though we may have a desire for a certain kind of relationship with our God that does not necessarily mean that he also wants to have that kind of relationship with us and that the Bible can be understood as an intermediate step that he can use in order to better identify people who want to have a genuine kind of relationship with him in the way that he wants to have a relationship with them. And in the next program, I will speak more about the kinds of relationships that people want to have with God that he won't have with them.